This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek, show number 370, recorded on September 17th, uh, 13th, actually, 2018. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite, favorite tech gadgets that are News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Mike, fall is here. We talked last week, but the Midwest is kind of back to normal. We're not drowning, although our friends on the East Coast, we should remember them. I've got some friends getting smacked by a hurricane. How great it is is it to be in the Midwest at this point, Mike? The weather's been gorgeous. We're finally getting to that point now where I'm getting excited. You know, like pumpkin patch season. We're getting close to October. My son's, my oldest son's birthday is in October, so it gets really fun. I start to get towards this uh, weather, and I like it, right? Because we didn't have seasons this year, Jim. Nebraska, we skipped them all. We just like jumped straight. We had no transition. We just jumped straight from winter to hot, and now it's jumping right back into kind of those mid temperatures, which are always the best. Kind of Husker nice. football, right? You always associate them with Husker football that's, that's right football season yeah. is here mike uh, howard in the chat room wants to remind us waffle house is still open so even though there's a hurricane waffle you house always is get still a good open. meal yeah no waffle you can house. always get there they actually waffle house during emergencies is one of the few restaurants to try to actually stay open and they do a really nice job so we remember our friends if you're on the east coast and you're listening this weekend hopefully one you're you've got power and you're able to download this thing but of course uh we say best wishes to you. Hopefully you're boarded up and all ready to go. I think it's going to be a lot of rain and a lot of wind. Uh, but uh, it, we, uh, we're we thinking about you guys out there on the East Coast. We also want to remind you, of course, we'll have some show notes tonight. Not a lot because we're doing a product review and uh, we have the folks from Zmodo here. So not a lot in the show notes. But if you want to go over to TheAverageGuy.tv, we'll post what we have over there. Don't forget, you can also listen to the show now on the mobile app. It's available for you, HomeGadgetGeeks.com, both Android and iPhone. Sponsored by our Patreon subscribers, so we appreciate them. For you guys that give every single month to what we do, we appreciate that. HomeGadgetGeeks.com, best way to listen on the road or mobile. Then don't forget, rate, rate and subscribe wherever you listen. That always helps out, and we'll do some crypto in the post show. All right, we teased it a little bit uh, on social, and we're talking about in the Facebook uh, group a little bit. Ken earlier today pinged me and said, hey, who are the, who are the surprise guests? Well, uh, we have Andrew and Jen with us from Zmodo. You you might recognize it from a couple weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. We were talking about the camera uh, that they sent over to me. And actually, I've had a ton of fun with this thing. If you remember, this is the one I put in the garage and then didn't tell my kids that it was in there. And so then my son comes over to wash the wash his car, which, by the way, he's stealing my water. He comes over to wash his car, and then he comes in the garage with his shirt off, and we mocked him through the microphone on the on the camera so anyways jen uh, andrew welcome uh, to home gadget geeks good to have you thanks so much we're excited to be here thanks. yeah let's let's do some intros with you guys jen ladies first so we'll start with you just tell us about who you are what's your role at, at zmoto there and and uh, let's get started with that you bet uh so i'm jen quinlan been with the team goodness i guess about four or five months so i'm a newer member to the group and uh come from a mobile software and wearable tech background so really excited to be moving into this space um, at, at Zmodo, by title, I focus on marketing, um, but specific to Snap Pro, um, Andrew and I both work together on this team, which we carved out and called Zmodo Labs. So it's a cross-functional team where we have designers, UX people, marketers, uh, product owners, of course, developers and industrial designers, all in one team sitting side by side to make sure we're shipping and developing the right thing. Um, so that's been a 
super exciting project to join the company and jump in on. Um, so yeah, I looking forward to talking more about your feedback on this product. Uh, we're, we care a lot about listening to the community and trying to refine where it is today. And then what are those features we can continue to roll out over time? Um, so I'm really eager to dive into that with you and your fans. Yeah, no, we, we appreciate it. We You guys are located in the Midwest, which is really cool. Oftentimes we get Boston or we get New York or we get East Coast or we get Austin or the Bay Area, right? Those are a lot of the companies. You guys are in Champaign. Why Champaign, Illinois? What's what's there that, that uh, keeps you guys there? Well, why not? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Midwest for God's sakes, right? All in the Midwest. Yeah. So we... Uh, Zmoto has quite a, we've been around for coming up on 10 years in 2019. Uh, the roots of the company uh, really came from uh, Dr. Kevin Wan, who created the company uh, while doing some postdoc research uh, through the University of Illinois. Um, so really it's grown and developed over time. And actually, in fact, Andrew's been with the company pretty much since its first chapter. So I, I think he can provide a little bit more color on the background and some of the exciting milestones from the core group of founding team um, over the past decade. Sure. Yeah. Our, our boss always likes to joke that I'm the, uh, his oldest employee. <laughs> um, yeah. So my name is Andrew Shea. Uh, I've been with Zimoto since uh, 20, 2010 when I graduated uh, from the University of Illinois in electrical engineering. So my um, you know, kind of uh, technology is my background. Um, you know, I, I, I worked uh, in the product development teams, uh, kind of kickstarted our, our, you know, our pivot from home security to the smart home. Um, and then uh, I worked on you know, launching like our doorbells, uh, some of our first smart hub cameras, uh, and then pivoted over towards user experience, uh, you know, improving our app. Uh, and now I'm focused on our, um, our partner, MeShare, our cloud platform, and kind of driving that forward. Uh, so, you know, I was very excited to work with the, you know, the, the Zimoto Labs team, you know, developing Snap Pro camera. Uh, it's really, really exciting. Uh, Andrew, let's talk. Let's let's dive right into that. When we think about Snap Pro, and you guys are putting a lot of emphasis on this, uh, both on your website and in a lot of the marketing materials they have. You're not new to cameras. It's not like um, you know this is a brand new thing. You have lots of outdoor Wi-Fi enabled. You've got kind of wall-mounted cameras that so both doorbells and kind of non-doorbells that you could put outside or put on a door frame to kind of get that 180 look. Uh, I was I was one of the things I was super impressed about was the, the 180 camera in here and just how well that works. But tell me a little bit why, why, I mean, it seems like the Snap Pro's got a little more emphasis or, you know, it's, it's you guys are particularly excited about it. What were you trying to do with the Snap Pro and, and why is it maybe just even a little bit different and even in form factor from your previous cameras? Oh, looks like they might have locked up for a second. Mike? Amazing. Oh, that was me, I think, locking up. Did you guys? <laughs> so did you hear the rest of my question or do I need to repeat it? Uh, yeah, we, we got it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, uh, so go ahead and, and uh, you can cover that. Sure. Sounds good. So I think to kind of dive into what is the backstory on Snap Pro, you know, one trend that we've seen in the market and that we think is really important for Zimoto fans, um, while we have had products that have been focused on uh, very specific use cases, either whether being um, hardwired inside or relegated to a particular zone in the home, uh, modularity is something that we felt it was very important to offer to the community where having the ability based upon who are the house guests that are staying with you for that week, um, what are the biggest priorities that you need to do? I imagine one week if you have a nephew staying at your house that sleepwalks with this product, having the ability to move it into the hallway, position it on that doorway in order to help keep an eye and receive an alert uh, when he's up and moving around. 
Um, I'm a pug lady. I have pets. <laughs> I move my Snap Pro when I'm at work into the kitchen to spy and stalk on my poor little puggies. <laughs> you know, or it could be maybe it's a gorgeous sunset and you want to sit it outside and keep an eye on that over time. Um, we, we really felt like that was a key component of being able to keep it wireless, keep it modular, uh, have the ability to move it around is really the use case that consumers want where um, perhaps some of the era of um, building something that's so niche, uh, a lot of consumers are becoming so savvy that while uh, that can be advantageous for certain use cases, uh, a lot of our consumers really wanted something that they can move based upon their needs for that day. So we really think that makes this more approachable, affordable, and useful to our fans. It comes with, a, and, and I told you guys, this is my favorite part, right? It comes with this little utility tool. It's like an L bracket for those who are audio only. By the way, this is one of those, if you're an audio podcast listener, and most of you are, you got to come over to our YouTube channel just for this program because we're going to do a lot of visual demos. But um, it comes with an L bracket. It's got a little bubble on the top. And then, of course, there's a magnetic mount to that that allows this to make a pretty aggressive drop down. I mean, I'm holding that right now. On the last show, we actually turned it upside down and it holds it pretty well. I mean, it's a pretty strong magnet. Um, so it allows that. Have you guys thought about, or and I didn't look, but can I buy extra brackets? So, uh, Jen, like you were saying, I wanted to move this around, but maybe I want it to be fixed everywhere I go. Can I pick up extra brackets? So, uh, good idea. Uh, today, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal that and write that down right now. <laughs> So, uh, so far, the bracket, uh, one is included within each packaging for Snap Pro. Um, however, we are, we just over the last week, have listed the types of accessories um, that we want to make available to the community. Um, so part of that listening process is uh, chatting with smart people and smart fans like you have on your show. Um, so no, that's not currently in plans today, but yes, that's a great idea. Um, I can say firsthand, it is pretty durable. I've uh, nailed it to a couple surfaces, including a 200-year-old maple tree, uh, the exterior of my house. Mm -hmm. um, we've moved it around uh, to various locations, even using uh, the 3M double-sided um, That's a good idea. As well. So um, it, it's been interesting since it's so lightweight and the camera is so lightweight, um, just having some flexible options. But I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So, no, it's so just, this is, just something I thought of. Go ahead, Mike. Well, yeah. And this is huge for me because so I traditionally, right, I've had been trying to get my whole home covered in security cameras, but I have been going the traditional route and wiring them all. So I've been running Ethernet from my basement to my attic, to the outside, to the eaves and all over. And it's, it's a royal pain to honestly get those lines run. And like you mentioned, I'm wanting to move these cameras. Maybe I set them up and I'm like, ah, there'd be a way better angle if I moved it over here. Well, now I've got a huge hole in my eave that I've got a patch because I ran a cable there. And it's a huge pain. So being able to move these things around is attractive to me. Um, explain to me exactly how the connectivity works. So if I wanted to get one, two, three of these and get these connected into my network, are these connecting to my Wi-Fi, my personal Wi-Fi? Are these connecting to their own network? Tell me how how they connect. Sure, Mike. Uh, yeah. So that's the, um, the, the hub that comes with all the snaps. Uh, so uh, this hub actually kind of acts as a Wi-Fi extender for your network. Uh, so it connects to your Wi-Fi network. And at the same time, it creates a private network just for Zimoto Snap uh, Pro cameras. Uh, so, it, you know, when uh, when someone installs it, we recommend that they put that uh, hub, you know, in a central location between where they're going to place all their cameras. Uh, that way, you know, it creates and extends your home network and then creates a private kind of network environment just for your cameras. Uh, and that ensures that they have a good signal you know, that the video connection is, uh, is strong and, you know, it's very fast and quick to live view and wake them up. 
So does that hub then, do you hardwire that in or does that connect wirelessly to an existing wireless network? It, it connects wirelessly. So it's, it's actually just plugs into any outlet. Okay. Uh, and then uh, it has like, you know, dual Wi-Fi. So at one, on one end, it connects to your home Wi-Fi network. On the other end, it broadcasts its own AP. So I don't have to run a whole new Ethernet core. That's great. Because to be centrally located, I have learned, I actually, I mean, I live in a pretty small home, but it's still hard to find a centrally located place where I don't have to, have, like, if I have to run a wire to it, it's really hard to do. Because usually all the places are against a wall that's in a corner. So if you can just plug it in the middle, that's good. Okay. So it does create its own network. It's got its own private network. So you wouldn't really see those cameras then connecting. If you were monitoring maybe your home router, you won't see those cameras. You'll just see the hub and then yeah. the hub will do the rest of the work. Correct. Okay. It it is though. It's not it once for the Snap Pro because I I sent you guys a note saying hey I'd really like to add this to my Wi-Fi to my existing Wi-Fi. We use Sighthound to yeah. get that done today. No way for me to. It, it's I'm on one network or I'm on the other. Is that correct? Yeah. Um. So actually, there's another technology uh, built into the hub. It's this uh, proprietary like low power Wi-Fi um, wireless network called 915 megahertz. And that's actually what allows the, um, the Snap Pro to kind of uh, sip so little battery when it's in sleep. Uh, it uses the low power network to kind of connect to the hub. And we use that to wake the device up, uh, send it commands so that the, the main Wi-Fi chip can go to sleep. And so that's why um, having that hub is really instrumental to the success of the product. Well, I know it makes it easy to set up because I plugged it in. I basically, like you do with most devices, you use your phone, you attach to it, you do the setup, you get it rolling. And then for the Snap Pro, it, it's literally just pointing it at the app. Uh, it creates a little code, boom, and it's connected and you're you're kind of up and running. And then it took a few embarrassing pictures of me because I didn't realize, I mean, it was on and, you know, you're, you're kind of messing with it up close and far away and, you know, pictures of the ground and things like that. But um, I was literally up and running. The app is very easy to use. I mean, I think, um, Jen, you were talking about how you're kind of working in that app. It is a very modern app and works very, very well. And we've, we're have we into D-Link apps and we're into some of the other apps that maybe haven't been as easy to use, actually, to be honest um, with you. Um, it was easy enough. In fact, um, I told you guys I, um, you know, I was spying. Uh, here, oh, Here's a... Here, we'll, we'll show for those folks at home. Oh, now it's trying to, let's see if I can flip this. So it, it's right now, you can kind of see the live picture on my desk, right? I've moved that down. So I pulled it down, put it on my desk. You can actually kind of hear me talking through it as well. So pretty easy setup, really great picture in, in a 180, um, you know, 180. The the battery inside. So let's talk a little bit about that. So, oops, hold on. I got to shut this thing off because I can hear myself talking, <laughs> through, which is actually pretty clear and kind of cool. Um, the battery is another one of those really easy pieces uh, when we think about putting it in. It's a fully self-contained battery that can only really go in one way. It came charged and ready to go. We It says in the documentation it lasts a season. So to talk a little bit about the battery. What does a season mean? So, yeah. so what? Yes. Yeah, so a season to us, granted, there is a lot of fine print, but we felt like that was probably the most friendliest, uh, inclusive way to summarize the minimum uh, battery life that you obtain from this product. Now, granted, um, here are variables that Andrew's team uh, focuses on. It depends upon where you put the camera. Uh, if I put it facing uh, a house wall, and if I had 12 family members that were constantly walking back and forth, 
the camera would get triggered very often, which could incur more of a drain on the battery itself. Mm -hmm. um, so we backed out of that to try to identify what are the most common metrics based upon most common areas that our customers put these cameras in order to deduce that typically three to five months on average is the length that this battery lasts. Um, you know, some uh, marketing teams and other product companies, um, you know, if you read the fine print as to how they do their battery studies, that, that's an area that can get very fuzzy with a lot of fuzzy math very quickly. Sure. <laughs> um, so philosophically, you know, we try to be very approachable and down to earth uh, with our customers and fans. So we have positioned it that way to try to take the low end to say at minimum three months. But yes, of course, uh, our testing has projected much longer battery life, um, but we, we tend to try to be very conservative with some of our language in that area. And I, I appreciate that because I know you guys might not say it, but I mean, like Arlo, for example, is one of those out there that has the battery stuff. And they're very hard to understand. You read the market, you're like, okay, I have no idea what I'm going to get battery wise out of these cameras. And for someone like me, who's considering making the switch from a hardwired POE, always on, can always record to something with a battery, I need to kind of know what I'm getting myself into. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate the the kind of be all, let's be honest, let's tell them a minimum because I like a minimum, right? At least I know for sure, okay, if this is a high traffic area, three months, I'm going to have to recharge it. That's fine. At least I can expect that and I know that going in. So I, I appreciate that style of marketing. Great. And, and also another variable too, batteries can be a big source of hidden costs. Yep. You know, So for us, it was very important as well with this product to ensure that it's rechargeable. Um, that can easily be an area that customers perhaps might purchase a camera or an IoT product um, and only imagine utilizing it for one year. Um, Zimoto aspires to build quality products that last longer. And something like this particular component is something that, you know, it was critical to, to us to just make sure that it was something that, you know, users would not be paying a lot out of pocket on an ongoing basis to keep buying batteries. Um, so that right. was another key design element of this project as well. So then I noticed how easily Jim removed that battery. Is batteries, is that one of the extra components that you could buy extra of, charge them up and just swap them out when you needed to? Or do you pull it down, charge it, and then how long would it take to charge for a full charge? Sure. Um, yeah, so we are offering the battery as a standalone accessory. Uh, so if you had an extra one and it was already fully charged, you wouldn't have any downtime. You would just swap right. the battery and take the dead one and charge it uh, from a from a dead you know, to a full battery, it, it's a few hours, so about three to four hours to, to fully charge. Um, you know, we didn't build in any fast charging technology, kind of just to extend the life of the battery. Uh, another nice thing about our battery is that it's a standard battery that we're using across our entire line of smart home products. So there, okay. there will be some upcoming new products that use the same battery. So if you stick with the Zimoto ecosystem, uh, we'll treat you guys right. <laughs> so for all products going forward, what you're saying, or most, or you're not promising anything, but you're going to you're gonna use that battery. Here's the charger, uh, what that looks like. Very, very simple. Of course, uh, USB micro on the on the charge piece. Um, one of the Thank things you. I... No, no proprietary cord. I love that. No, a standard cord that I probably already have. That's, that's nope, it'll change, you know, Mike, it'll change your Android phone or it'll charge your Android phone just fine. Okay. Which, which you don't have. For my battery pack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All my mobile battery packs. Andrew, I want to ask you... Uh, you know, one of the things I'm worried about, so I put this outside and I use this bracket and I'm in as easy as this thing goes on, this thing comes off. What have you, what kind of advice have you been giving customers as far as like, if I'm going to set this out by my door and it's white and it's fairly visible and, you know, while I'm gone, the kids come by and swipe it. What, how, how are you, what kind of advice are you giving the customers about securing this when this is outside? Sure. Um, 
Yeah, that's definitely, you know, one of the, the trade-offs you have to make, you know, when you have a device that's uh, so easy to mount and to, you know, to take off when you want to switch the battery. Uh, probably the best advice we can give is that you, you do need to mount it in a high place uh, that's out of the reach of, you know, just a, a regular passerby. Uh, you know, it really works that we have, um, you know, that kind of half dome, so you can tilt it down pretty aggressively, even when it's at a really high location and have that really wide viewing angle. So even if it's a little bit further back, you know, you can still see everything. Yeah. Uh, that, those, those were all like considerations. Uh, sure. And Jen, here's another idea, just maybe a little security mount in the back that you could, you know, runs just even a little, just a again, or something. yeah, even something <laughs> plastic that just holds that from behind. Sure. And so that it, again, could you rip it off the wall? Yeah. But I could go to Mike's house and rip things off the walls that sure. have POE in them as well. Right. But making it at least a little more difficult to think about a kid coming by or someone coming by or swiping it or, you know, something along those lines. So I appreciate that. I, I would, in, in my thought is these make great backyard cams um, as well, if you're worried about that. Um, and maybe we've got one of your, if you go out to zmoto.com, um, I think that's the right, I've got the right store there. You will see actually a complete list. And you guys have a, this was, this was surprising to me when you, when we first started talking and I saw this cam, I thought, oh, this is like their first startup, but you guys have pivot devices. You have tilt, ca tilt cameras that I think are designed to come in the house and set on a table, right? And then kind of as people come in, it, it, it moves around. You've got mini cameras, you've got door cams, you've got outdoor cams that are made to go flat up against the wall. So maybe for those situations where I'm putting the camera in a in view, uh, I'm going to secure that with one of your other cameras. And maybe this is more designed to go, Jen, like you were saying, move it around in the house. Or if we're doing something or if I want to secure an area for a certain period of time, maybe at my shed, doing some things out there, I just want to kind of secure it. It allows me to move it. Is that a good, safe assumption? Well, you know, I, I think the use cases that we're hearing from our fans, it definitely varies. Um Hey, a silly one even we've been contemplating is trying to think of how we can hack Snap Pro coming up to Halloween and hide it within uh, spooky decor on the front porch to scare children as they come up and you can tap in and use the mic. Or maybe I'm showing my cards as a little bit too much of a Halloween fan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's, yeah. I bet you get some good pictures. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, I... Granted, we have some fans that are focused on wanting to solve a specific problem on a specific wall in their house. And quite frankly, maybe some of those more narrow field of view uh, cameras that only go up to 120 degrees or 130 degrees aren't cutting it because they have blind spots in the corners. Um, so, so for those fans, prime and center front porch installed up high is exactly the problem they're trying to solve. Um, versus for a lot of the other users that we've spoken to, um, as described, that portability is really what they're looking for to hide it in the garage to scare their son one day. <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe holiday time, move it in, uh, put it almost like the new elf on the shelf in the living room to see which of the kiddos are trying to break into the Christmas presents a little bit too early. Um, so that those are kind of some of the more playful things that we're hearing from people imagining, you know, what can they do once they can move around their smart home security camera more easily? Peter in the chat room is asking, so let's talk a little bit about the app because it's a pretty well-designed app and why the me share. So I would have expected it to say Zmodo, right? Or something along those lines. Talk a little bit about where you're going with your app. And then Peter's got a question about the storage of, of these recordings and maybe you can talk a little bit to that. Okay. Sure. Well, maybe I could give a quick back history mm -hmm. on uh, the me share Zmodo relationship. And Andrew certainly is our technical expert to dive into um, some more specific features. 
Um, so our MeShare is a separate company that actually spun out of Zimoto. Um, so MeShare is um, started first as the platform and backend system uh, behind uh, the Zimoto apps. Um, for business reasons, it made a lot more sense for us to uh, separate that as an entirely different company. Um, but if you think of us as strategic partners, um, that's something that we're, we're very keen and focused on. Um, so MeShare has grown as really being one of the leading IoT platforms that smart home and camera products are built upon. Um, so from uh, for this product, uh, it was really important to us to uh, point to that as being the right app to focus on. And then keep in mind as well, for a lot of our um, uh, core Zimoto fans, um, there is also a Zimoto application that um, fans can leverage too. Yeah, it's completely uh, on feature parity with the MeShare app. And if you're an existing Zimoto customer, um, you know, adding a Snap Pro to your account, uh, it will be, you know, just the same kind of experience that you're already used to, and you'll be able to manage them all together. Uh, so, um, yeah. So both are kind of your, I mean, you guys don't recommend one over the other. It's it's user preference, or do you guys have a preferred app? Um, for the Snap Pro, uh, we recommend using the, uh, the Meesher app because it has the most simple setup procedure. You know, if you recall when you first set it up, um, Jim, that you, you scan like a QR code in the Quick Start Guide, and that tells the app exactly which product you know you're setting up, and it loads up you know the correct interface, all the correct procedure. Um, the, the Zimoto app is a little bit you know it's been around longer. We support uh, they support a, a lot you know larger library of devices, so the setup procedure there you have to manually choose you know what kind of device and everything. So we kind of wanted you know our our Snap Pro customers to not have to uh, go through that that process, just have the easiest setup uh, method possible, and that's why we pointed towards Meesher. And that's one thing I like to hear from from you and from Jim, you know, because Jim and I have talked about this previously. I like to hear that you guys focused on the app because a lot of these cameras that that I've tried, the the camera's great and it's got fantastic quality. And it's really cool. And then the app, the the experience is so poor that it's it's unusable. And a lot of times I was returning a lot of these cameras because the app um, it, it just didn't work, right? Or the storage was weird or it didn't work and then things like that. So I like that you guys have focused on the app and that's so great. But, you know, we do have a lot of users here and I would be doing a disservice if I didn't ask. Um, do you guys have any plans to have access to like an RTSP stream so that we could plug this into a service like Blue Iris or Sighthound? And I know that that would come at a cost because those constantly pull a stream. So the battery life would probably drop down to maybe a week or a month or whatever. But if we were willing to live with that, is that an option or do you guys like the ecosystem, but you guys have built a great ecosystem. So it's actually, it's not a, it's a good trade-off because you guys have built a great app. Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, maybe if I go back to the history of Zimoto, we did start off as a home security company uh, that was back in 2009. So we, um, you know, we moved from analog pro uh, cameras to kind of like digital cameras to the smart home cameras and uh, smart home devices we have now. Uh, during that process, you know, we kind of followed the the industry. You know, we we supported Onvif actually uh, for quite really? a long time with our our older IP cameras. Um, and you know, like you said, uh, these kind of open standards that allow you to use third party uh, software or even hardware to, to get the stream. Um, it's, it's a great feature and it's really compelling. Um, at the same time, when we moved over towards smart home and kind of pivoted towards a cloud-based solution, um, you know, we, we started, um, you know, encrypting all of our video feeds and the data feeds, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of necessary in this day and age, as well as, um, you know, for the, I would say the, the general consumer base kind of, uh, 
who, who don't know how to set up their own security and set up their own systems yeah. at home. Um, it's kind of the, the, the best choice for them. Uh, so unfortunately for our, our devices, you know, from that decision uh, point moving forward, uh, we no longer supported, you know, like RTSP streams are kind of like these unencrypted open streams that people could tap into. Um, yeah, that's just an unfortunate um, kind of side effect of the turn of the business. Yeah, you know? but but I don't think it, I, you know I I you know listening to that answer, I don't think it really is though. So I think one thing that you know I'll kind of point out to listeners is as I've been going through my experience, right, where I've tried ecosystems, I've tried rolling my own, I've tried everything. While currently, yes, I've talked to listeners that I do um, run SiteHound and I love it there are limitations on what I can do with my technology because I don't, I'm not in an ecosystem, right? You guys and um, the other security camera software providers have, you guys have some great features that I can't get a hold of because I'm not using any one ecosystem. I can't do, you know, PTZ is really hard. I can't talk and I can't use the microphone and I can't talk out to my cameras with my system. There's a lot of limitations. So mm -hmm. I think, and I'm not the average consumer, right? Like I'm a guy, I have a server rack in my house. Like no one has that. No one runs that sort of stuff. If I'm setting this up for anyone else, my friends, my families, my cousins, my aunts, uncles, I'm going to choose a product like you guys that has the ecosystem that's all built in, that's easy to go with. So actually I kind of respect your guys' decision to say, you know what, we, you know, go away from the ONVIF because it's, we can do our own. We can do better technology. And I didn't even know about the proprietary Wi-Fi that allows you guys to do low power. Those are the kind of things I think are really cool that you don't really get and you sacrifice when you run your own system. Are there any other features like that that you guys are able to do because you are in your own ecosystem that, you know, some of us, maybe if you're trying to, if you're trying to convince a guy like me, right? Like, hey, maybe you could come over to an ecosystem. What kind of features are you guys offering that I couldn't get out of my system? Sure. I, I mean... Um, I think one of like the most uh, like, fundamental but like greatest things of having a cloud-powered uh, devices like this. Uh, I mean, I think you might remember you, for tech guys in the past, you know, when when you're hosting things at home, you have to deal with like port forwarding, uh, you know, like your your static IP address or dynamic DNS. Yeah. Nowadays, everybody's trying to access their cameras from their phones, their smartphones, right? And uh, when you're kind of uh, trying to get these cameras, if you don't have all that set up properly, uh, it's kind of hard to make a connection into your home. So now with the cloud, you know, that kind of assists, uh, you know, in the peer-to-peer -peer transfer, of, like setting up all these connections. So no matter where you are, what kind of network you're on, you know, you can always get home and, and, and see your camera. So that's kind of like, um, I would say, one of the biggest selling points of uh, having the cloud-powered system is uh, it makes remote viewing of the of your devices. Really, Andrew, really it was drop dead simple. So I was down with my daughter at Northwest Missouri State. So a couple hundred, mi a couple hundred miles away. I could have been anywhere. And we had just put the camera and I'd moved it in actually a testimony to the 180 uh, camera on this. I'd actually put it on a shelf inside a cabinet in the garage. Mm -hmm. So it was just right on the edge of the shelf and it had complete access to the garage. Like I could see everything in the garage, which was super cool. So I was uh, telling my wife, you know, hey, we got this camera installed, blah, blah, blah. And I get an alert. And I'm like, because I, it hit, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. We're, there's no, I've been getting alerts on it because I've been going in and out, that kind of thing. And I'm like, there's nobody, like, we're all here. So <laughs> then I opened the phone, brought the video up, started looking at the pictures. And that's when we saw Phil, my son, here washing his car out in the driveway. And then we started talking to him. Um, and, my, and actually mocking him. That was pretty much what we were doing while he was out there. It was a ton of fun, but really, really great that I could. And by the way, I don't deploy any of that. I'm 
I try to keep my networks as, uh, because we do so much average guy stuff, I try to keep things here as untechy, you know, that as I can so that I can, you know, I, I can kind of help people punch through their network or whatever. And it, I got in, I didn't even think about it. Here I was watching video from my phone in there, get, taking snapshots. We were taking video. We were posting it to the family chat, those kinds of things, just having fun with it. Um, super simple and super easy to do. So nice job on that. You said cloud powered and Peter had asked, where is the data stored? So can can you talk a little bit about what's stored locally and then what's on my phone and maybe, and I, I haven't seen a cloud plan where I could keep things in the cloud if I want. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so we, we do have a data center uh, in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, it has, yeah, it's, it's very, um, it's very scalable, very large um, up to, I think probably a hundred petabytes, uh, uh, you know, future capacity. Uh, so with our snap pros, we're actually offering uh, one week of storage for all your clips um, in the cloud. And that's uh, complimentary for the lifetime of the device. So, um, you know, anything that happened within the, the past, uh, past one week, it'll show up in the app in the, um, you know, the, event, the events tab. Um, and then as long as you know, you, you go over those and, and find what you need, like within that one week of buffer, you can just save them onto your phone uh, and then you know, they're yours forever. Pretty, um, one of those, you know, I'll put this up here, one of those compromising pictures again, where this is where I picked up the camera, <laughs> right? And I'm walking downstairs and then I'm coming to the, um, you know, this is uh, on my phone, uh, streamed right to it. It, it. I activated it when I grabbed it. We, it had been watching the backyard. Um, I'd moved it from the garage. I wanted to see what it would do in the backyard. Um, Andrew, I've been putting it behind glass inside the house because I haven't, I haven't wanted to put it outside just yet. Um, I think that's going to be the next step after the show here is I'm going to go nail it to the wall somewhere and put it outside. But um, I've been putting it behind glass and I've noticed glass has affected my night vision with all my cameras. Yeah. Is that the case with this one as well, where because it's got to shine some light to get night, it doesn't, the glass doesn't work as well? Yeah, that's, so that's kind of um, the unfortunate you know, side effect of using IR um, LEDs to light up the scene, to illuminate the scene. That's kind of how all cameras work in night vision. Uh, so when you have the camera like right up against the glass uh, and then the IR LEDs turn on, they just kind of reflect right off the glass back into the camera and kind of blinds it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in, no, in no worries, by the way, that's not a negative. That's, I mean, that's a limitation for everything. Every we, single camera I've owned no, no, is something I've run into as well. Yeah, right especially on. those dome cameras. They're, they're awful. Well, but I'm thinking, I mean, whether this is weather resistant or would you go as far as saying weatherproof? I mean, you've got a rating on this, right? A weather rating that says it can survive. Uh, would it survive the newest hurricane coming in on the East Coast? Is it that good? Yeah, so it, it is um, IP54 rated. Um, and we do go as far as saying it's weatherproof. Um, you know, it's not like, um, you know, like IP68. So don't submerge it in the water. <laughs> don't take a power washer yeah. to it. No. Okay, yeah. remove it before I wash the outside of the house. But, but, but for most people, rain, the elements, snow, uh, some water spraying on it. Uh, um, uh, if I'm spraying off the gutters and I happen to splash a little bit on it, it's going to be fine, right? And you guys are in Illinois. I mean, you get that same weird Midwest weather we get here in Nebraska. Everything in Illinois, would it survive being outside for most of that? Yeah, you could have, um, you know, three seasons in one week. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, right? Yeah, and it'll be, it'll be fine. Let's talk um, pricing on this because, and, and if I'm not mistaken, this is a kick. You guys did this off a of Kickstarter. Is that is that right? You started the 
process with Kickstarter? Absolutely. Yeah. And which was brand new for Zmodo. Um, so this was the first time that Zmodo's debuted a product on that particular platform. Um, and, you know, in turn, we really just wanted to reach a, a different audience. We really wanted to make sure that uh, a lot of the early adopters, a lot of the hardcore uh, tech geeks in the IoT space, uh, make sure that they know us and that we had a really compelling offer. So um, we did launch on Kickstarter. We just recently wrapped up. Um, had, I think, nearly uh, over a thousand, I think it was a thousand ninety nine backers. So we're, we're very thankful for everyone that participated in that campaign um, and uh, had, had some pretty hefty discounts available to those fans that participated. So the product was listed at 60% off uh, for the most part for, throughout that campaign. Um, at present, we have the product on pre-order at zmoto.com. Um, currently, it is at full price, uh, which is where it'll be until we fully launch and get the product in market. Um, but I, I would say uh, for features, this is a, from our perspective, mm -hmm. um, a very reasonable on par um, price points um, for the full product. And, and that price point's 170, right? What's on the website right yeah, now? The one pack uh, currently is at 169. Uh, the two pack is 279 and the four pack is 499. And as Andrew referenced, um, no hidden costs in regards to the uh, actual cloud plan with that, that the free seven day cloud plan is included. Mm -hmm. um, but if fans do want to you know, have additional length of time to have all their clips saved, uh, we do of course have more robust cloud plans available, but we, this is fully featured, um, all included. And what can you give me an example on that? If I want to keep it longer, say I want to keep it a month, or I don't. How are those keep it longer plans structured at this point? Um, so, so currently uh, we have like continuous cloud recording for our other cameras that are always powered up. Um, so we're still kind of finalizing uh, structure and how we want to provide those kind of premium cloud subscriptions for Snap Pro customers. So you have until November, right, to figure that out, and then <laughs> and then that'll be up and running. Yeah. So it's um. You know, it's a different type of uh, storage. It's actually easier to store these clips because they're only triggered by motion uh, rather than, you know, like our other cameras are always plugged in. So they're continuously recording. So we just want to, you know, we want to take our time to develop a good plan, uh, make sure that our customers are getting, you know, uh, good value for, for their, their money. I also see on the site, there's a, a Site 180 outdoor camera at 99 that's on the site. Um, I'm assuming, so everything else kind of on this is continuous. Is that true um, as well? And then should I, I, with the success that you're having with this, should I kind of wait and see if we come up with more products that have the same battery, that do the same things? That right? It should. I mean, what, what should I do at this point if I'm a consumer? Should I buy you guys out or should I wait? <laughs> Well, what are they, how are they going to answer that, Jim? I know. I, I, well, you're going to ask one hard question. It's yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the easiest question we've asked the, in the entire night. Um, I, think, I think Jen touched upon this uh, earlier really well. You know, um, the, the whole thing about Zimoto is that we have this you know, wide variety of cameras. We have this one app where everything lives. Uh, so it becomes up to the customer. It's a very modular system. Uh, whichever needs you, you have, you know, if you need... A camera outdoors with 180 degrees of field of view, continuous recording. Then Site 180 is, is a great choice. You know, if you have a need for portable monitoring, um, you know, like a battery-powered, convenient camera, Snap Snap Pro is, is there for you. You know, if you need uh, monitoring at your your doorbell, we've got a, a whole line of great smart doorbells. So, um, yeah, I think uh, if you're a customer, you know, just uh, 
you know, just, just jot down what kind of coverage you need, head over to zmoto.com, you're going to find something. Yeah, no, I, I actually found the price is very reasonable for what you guys are doing. And these price ranges, certainly uh, there's other options that are available to folks, but I like this. Mike, as you look at, uh, hopefully you've been out to Zmoto. I'm going to run this by you because I didn't let you even touch this camera yet. I was I like, know, no, I haven't touched it yet. You got to go, you got to super... drive the 30 minutes and bring it over to me. So I mean, <laughs> I know, I've even seen you and I was like, this thing's super cool. But uh, Mike, as you look at this, uh, give me some feedback as just as you're thinking about this. You're you're a big camera guy. Yeah, my my general feedback is that you know I've been I've been looking at all these sort of ecosystems, right? And I've been considering whether I want to jump out of my. I'll be honest. The one thing I love about running my own is that I can buy the super cheap IP cameras if they can give me an RTSP stream or NVIF, whatever it is. If I can find it online, what the uh, stream is I can even take my old Cox home security cameras because people have found out the streams and use those and I can use those with my current system right so that's been the benefit but there's a lot of drawbacks to that and there's been a lot of things that I haven't been able to do that I really want to do um, and and like they've mentioned the encrypted part of the stream is really driving me nuts that's not encrypted back right like outside the house I have the reverse proxy that gives me that SSL connection but inside and if someone got in there wouldn't be any encryption there so that kind of drives me nuts um, so when I'm looking at this, I'm kind of excited because I think I have found the first ecosystem. And Jim, what's going to really drive this for me is um, when I get to use it, I'm going to play with the app because the user experience for me is the biggest thing. I need to be able to, when I get in there, view it live, see the clips. Is it snappy? Is it, is it you know, it, does it work well for me? Because I'm the type of person that I am constantly in my app viewing my cameras. I'm just, the, I just like to do it. I don't know why. Like middle of the day, I just want to check and see what my dog's doing. I think I'm a lot like you in that sense, right? I have all the cameras on the inside. I want to see what PD my dog is up to. So uh, I'm really excited about this because I think what the feedback has been from Jim and from everyone else is that the app is up to par. These cameras are fantastic like i was really hoping to be honest I, at first i was hoping it was it would be compatible with my system because the form factor the fact that you can tilt that the magnetic i was like oh this is perfect it's exactly what i want so i'm excited to give it a shot i think i will give it a shot the other thing that i was talking to someone else who runs their own system as well we we're like oh well you know if it doesn't if it's not recording constantly you're missing out on stuff and i and then we came to the conclusion wait we're really not because what our systems do is yeah, they record constantly, but the only thing they're saving after 24 hours is the clips, which is motion detection, people detection. So it's going to be the same exact experience. We can still get on the app and view a live stream, which is what we want to do. And then we're still after 24 hours. Yes, if we catch something in 24 hours, maybe there is a one in a million chance that we're going to the camera didn't trigger and we missed something. But the odds of that happening are very low. Um, and that was something I hadn't really thought of before. So these new cameras like you guys have developed that only record on triggers um, actually save a lot of data storage. They save bandwidth and overall are a good option. So Jim, I'm, I'm excited. I think I'm going to jump in. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. And, you know, I think you said you're going to let me try that thing out for a little bit and I'm going to see how it goes. And, and who knows, I, I've been in the market for some more cameras. So I think I've been waiting actually to see when uh, the higher res cameras for my system were coming down in price, but who knows? I might be going all wireless. Uh, we'll have to see. I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, it's hard to convince because I do like having all my storage here, but I would be willing to get rid of that. And hey, I could save power costs by not running that the video server over yeah. there. The whole yeah, time. Super, super simple. You could turn yeah. it back into a burst server. What I could, I, you know, Jim. Yeah, I could probably turn that thing into a lot of different things. So we'll we'll see what I would do with oh, it. Super not cool. Having to run that locally actually would be pretty nice. Jen, Andrew, anything we've missed uh, that that uh, you guys would like to highlight as we just kind of wrap this up? 
Yeah, I just think one last thing in regards to the live stream, uh, that was something that I learned from Andrew in particular was uh, Snap Pro's live stream is uninterrupted. And as compared to some other competitive products we've looked at that might tap you out after a certain amount of time or put a pop-up notification, are you sure you want to keep uh, reviewing that footage that for our fans, if they want to tap into the live stream for five seconds or if that's five minutes, um, having that flexibility is something that... Um, you know, we have included as a feature. So that that's yeah. something that as people have been testing the product, they've really enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. And that's good for Do me. you guys <laughs> plan on keeping the free seven days? I know you said you're reevaluating your plans. Are you guys always going to have a free option? Whether, yeah. you know, if it's seven days or whatever, is that going to stick around? Yeah. So the seven day, that's that's the, the base, you know, free service that comes. And that's yeah. for the, the lifetime of the device. Um, if anything, you know, if we do go with uh, the, the premium subscriptions, they're going to be you know, to expand upon that, but you're never going to lose the, the seven days of storage. And I think that's a huge, you know, for our listeners who haven't jumped into this space yet, that's, that's a big benefit with this ecosystem because the one thing that I have not, the whole reason I spun my own is because I didn't want to pay someone $10 a month for whatever happened. But let's be honest, if someone breaks into your house, you're not going to wait a week to look at the footage. You're going to do that the next day or the day after. Um, even me, I am I don't think I've ever gone back more than seven days and looked at something. So the fact that we can jump in, if you want it more, great. You guys have said you're going to offer more storage. Um, but the fact that you guys are having that as a free option you don't see that a lot in this space. So I really like to see that because for people, like I said, like my friends and family who I'm going to recommend security cameras to, they're all asking about price, right? What is my monthly cost? Even $10 a month sometimes for a certain consumer, that's going to be the line between buying the cameras and not buying the cameras. Mm -hmm. So I think the fact that you guys allow that seven days, you don't see that very often in the industry. Well, I'm going to plug our other cameras a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yes, because I, I think a lot of our consumers too are the techies that want to know all the different offerings you guys have. Yeah, the um, all of our other you know, our line of uh, continuously recording cameras, they also come with 36 hours of alert storage uh, baseline. Really? Yeah, Even on the continuously recording ones? Um, I mean, of, of the motion clips that they, that they record. Right. So okay. uh, it's not continuous 36 hours, but of all the clips that they record, uh, for the last for the previous thirty six hours, we do uh, save those for free, and then for those we do offer seven days and thirty day uh, premium clouds, uh, cloud uh, continuous recording plans. And what are those cameras? I mean, just give us a brief synopsis of what those cameras would be. Are they are they PoE cameras? Are they wireless cameras as well? What what are their offerings? You guys have right now? Yeah, so um, we have like a very wide range of indoor and outdoor wireless cameras, um, like three. Uh, smart doorbells of different tiers um, that are available. And we also have even like a kind of like legacy, but not legacy, uh, wired SPOE systems. Um, so all of those tap into the same cloud platform uh, that SnapPro is powered on and therefore, you know, deliver uh, the same kind of experience in the app, fast connection, uh, you know, sorting of your alerts, all that stuff. I'm seeing like a 16 channel system for, for $699. It's a great way to get into those. I mean, if you're willing to run the wire, right? We talked about this earlier. Running the wire is a pain. But, you know, if you're willing to do it, um, that might be a great opportunity. Do those run on the same app that you guys have for the Snap Pro? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that, that's really the nice thing about the Zimoto ecosystem. And then um, it even moves past, you know, cameras. So everything, uh, our sensors and everything all live in the same app. So you can control your whole home. You don't have to be jumping back and forth between various apps. The benefit of being in one ecosystem. Yep. <laughs>
you don't have the folder call in your on your phone called like home smarts and it's like six different <laughs> multiple pages. Uh, I think I have I, I might be a part of that. I have that syndrome. I have like I have, I have a few jump between. Yeah, right. And you got to jump between them. So you can no, be one. I have a few. I'll I'll close it with this and we'll let you guys off uh, for it. the Jen. You started with this and I hadn't really thought about the benefit of just having a camera you can take and put anywhere at any time. Literally set it down and it's ready to go. Like, I mean, Good point. if I'm, I'm, we're out of town and I need to watch my garage, I can put it in the garage while we're gone for the weekend. If when we, when we come back, I can grab that and put it on the, in the living room that it's at the front door for a while. If I want to do that, if I need to secure the, the back shed, I can put it up on the tree and, and point it down for those times. High school so, kids are having a party, you put it on the liquor cabinet, you know, you know what's happening. That is a real use case. I, so. I recently did just interview a dad who, um, with his teens, he tells them he's putting the camera in the liquor cabinet so his teens know, and his teens tell their friends, but they still every once in a while get that one alert of that uh. very surprised teen as soon as that door opens. That's a good point. Put it on the inside. Don't put it on the outside. Put yeah, it on the inside. Wait for them to actually open it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wasn't going for it. Yeah, you opened it. So. Yes. <laughs> Can't go back on that one. In my house, they need to put it on top of the ice cream in the freezer. There you go. <laughs> we have actually, we did test it inside a refrigerator at work to see um, if the signal strength could pass through the walls mm. of the refrigerator. It did. So that was kind of our roommate cam to see if your roommate is trying to steal your food. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, I, I, that's one thing we did miss. I'll touch on that for a second. So, right. Size of house um, coverage. You said put it centrally. Do you guys ever have homes that you found that maybe need two extenders? Is that possible? Or what are the limits wirelessly with the range? Okay, yeah. So it uses like a standard 2.4 gigahertz uh, wireless antenna. Okay. So your your range is limited, you know, like in best case uh, situations to about like three, 350 feet, um, you know, in every direction. Uh, so if you have a house larger than that, um, the Wi-Fi connection will be a little bit spotty. Um, the 915, the low power network has much, you know, larger range and penetration. But uh, in this use case, uh, you're kind of limited by the um, the Wi-Fi range. Okay. Uh, yeah. Andrew, we had somebody ask in the chat room. So, like, if you have a vacation home and you're only there for six weeks and you miss a notification after two weeks, what's the, you know, in that case, what's the best way to you know, certainly on the free plan, that's not going to work. Is that, are you going to want to purchase a premium plan at that point? So you have access to recordings beyond two weeks? Sure. Yeah. I mean that for that use case, you know, if you have a vacation home, uh, you don't stop by, you know, that frequently, uh, you, you might, you know, you would consider uh, getting a premium plan that can save your clips for much longer uh, to protect that, protect that investment and protect that home. And you, you would be notified in, if someone broke in, you would get in the camera was, was able to see it. You would get notifications on your phone right away, yeah. including all that video, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys coming on tonight. Thanks for staying the hour. I told you it would take a whole hour to get through this, but um, thanks again for sending that to us as a review unit. I'll get a, 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 a get, I'll give it up for a little bit of time and give it to Mike so he can try it out um, uh, as well. We appreciate you guys coming on, giving an hour. It's You're in the central time zone. Our California friends, this is never a hard time because it's right after work, but you guys gave up from eight to nine. Not many companies do that. I'm just going to be honest with you. So thanks for <laughs> Jen and Andrew. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate having you. Right, Thank thanks you. for having us. You bet. We are going to let you drop. Mike and I have some housekeeping stuff to do with the community, and uh, we'll thank you for coming on. We'll publish this uh, this weekend. 
So, and I'll put a note out. I'll send you guys a note, let you know it's live. Okay. All right. Thanks a ton. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, Mike, I should say, is there dropping off red, the red hang up button on the top there. There we go. Um, uh, we didn't do it right up front, but I think everybody's noticed the shirts. So we want to thank Emily Prokop for sending us the story behind shirts uh, that we are sporting tonight. It's Don't almost forget. the perfect shirt to do this too, because it opens up to like a you know, super it's cool, kind of like, oh, super nerdy that we matched. I love it. That was that super nerdy. <laughs> and they noticed right away, Emily too. They asked about it. They said, oh, we noticed you guys matched. Oh. Listen, Home Gadget Geeks listeners, if you haven't purchased the book or got it pre-ordered, uh, go out to storybehindbook.com. I think that'll get you there, and uh, you can get that pre-ordered. The more of us order it, I think, when it actually ships from Amazon, it's a little bit cheaper based on how many we sell. So if you're into kind of trivia and the story behind things, you want to support Emily, of course, because she supports us and coming out here. And so, Emily, thanks for sending the shirts uh, our way. If you've got a business that you want to promote on Home Gadget Geeks, uh, you see how easy it is for Mike and I to support you. On that, uh, you got a podcast, you got a business, whatever. It's advantageous for us to promote it on Home Gadget Geeks. I'm sure I'm going to wear this shirt again. In fact, I might wear it every show for the next year. There we go. Let's do it. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, but we'd uh, send those to us. Send me an email, Jim at the Average Guy TV, and we'll uh, we'll put those on the show totally free. Just send us the shirts, and uh, and we'll put them. I'd love to do some more community stuff like that, Mike. It's uh, thestorybehindbook.com. Thank you. The story, and we'll put a. I'll put a link yeah, in the show the notes. The story so, behind book, folks. Okay, Mike, I have a big announcement to make. Oh, I haven't, I even, told, I haven't even told you. No, yeah, I got this. Is catching me off no, guard. This ready? Is, yeah, big announcement. You're gonna yeah. want to. You're gonna. If you're driving, you might want to pull over. Not really. So we're canceling the show. <laughs> Heck no! This is just no. starting to get fun. Are you kidding me? We uh, 370 this episodes. Is like all the in. live vlog, like the daily vloggers have been doing lately. Though they're like, you know, big huge update. We're not daily vlogging anymore. It's been driving YouTube crazy. Oh uh, uh, well, no, we no change in the show. In fact, we're going to continue to do the format. We've got Aaron's on. Speaking of that, Aaron uh, Aaron Lawrence is coming back next week. She is dynamite. Still, so you do not want to miss that. Like. And I am missing it. I'm really sad. So I'll be out next week, but I really wish I wasn't. I might be out next week. I might be here. Yeah. It's definitely going to babysitter. (laughs) It's going to be worth it. You're going to want to be here. Rich Hayes coming back. She's fantastic. She is great. No, she's fan. And the fact that she keeps coming back is, is even better. I mean, she's a big deal up in Canada. She's a big freaking deal. So anyways, uh, Aaron's coming back. Rich Hayes coming back. Dwayne is coming back. Um, We've got some great guests coming. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, um, and actually, I have a new link for events uh, that's going on. If you just go to theaverageguy.tv slash events, that will take you to a calendar that lists everything that's coming up, including Cyber Frontiers. So we've included those when I've booked one of those. It'll go on the calendar and you can get that and find it very easily. This is not the announcement, by the way, but it is a good announcement. <laughs> theaverageguy.tv slash, uh, normally I throw this on the end, but we just uh, started talking about it. So theaverageguy.tv slash events get you um there as well mike that was a really great interview by the way thanks for like you added so much credibility because you're so in on this thing and i kind of am but but thanks for asking the harder hey can i connect this to sighthound and some of that stuff so i really no, that's fine it. and i think it's important for people to realize the pros and cons of both right because you will hear me tout that i that you know you we we you and i both run side right now me a little bit more powerful yeah. I, you know I, I run it i've run it pretty hard right so it's important to know the, the pros and cons of both i think that some people hear me talk about side a lot of people hear me tell them what i do and they're like oh can i do that too i'm like well that's not the best for everyone 
Yeah. You know, so yeah. I wanted to make that clear that I was asking the questions, but their product is probably better for the average guy than what, than what I do. Yeah. So no, good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Big announcement. So um, we're going to, we're going to start. I've been, I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately and I've been watching guys build ships. I've been watching guys um, build houses. I've been watching all these project YouTube things. And I was like, you know, I'd like to do a project. So I was thinking, what could, what would I, what would I really like to do? And I thought, you know what? I'd like to build my own crowdsourced robot lawnmower. I think we can do it. Whoa. So I am so on board and I don't even know the details yet. Jim. This, this, this could be super cool. I've got a, yeah, I have an okay. old battery powered mower. Okay. That I just need some new batteries. And what I want to do is spend some time and, and I want to get you involved as involved in this as we possibly can where we sit down and we talk about what we're trying to do. And then we put out a video talking about like, okay, here's the next step. Like locomotion needs to be the very first thing we, we talk about. How are we going to move this thing around and how is it going to actually move and what kind of parts are, are we going to need and what, what do people recommend? And then we're going to take listener feedback in during over the, over the course of weeks or maybe even a month and talk about it. Now, not here. I'm actually going to start a separate YouTube channel for this. So, oh, really? Yeah, it'll have... We, we got to come up with a name. Okay. Like some, some Mowing something. Something. It'll, it'll be something, right? We, maybe we'll even crowdsource the name for it. And um, so this channel, uh, it'll have its own. It will talk about it here on the podcast. But the idea is just to create a bunch of video that we can, um, that we can build this thing with. And I want to get advice and I want to build it. I'm I'm even going to buy a 3D printer so people can send me parts what? to print for it. Okay. Like, like, hey, I think about this, and you could print the parts. Like, how cool would that be to be able to print parts, put things together? Yeah. We're going to retrofit, custom fit. We're going to tear some stuff up. We're going to try and make this thing out. It's not going to just be – it's going to be a robot lawnmower in the sense that it might be run by Raspberry Pi. We'll kind of figure out what the right – what right. the right brains for it is. It might just have two webcams on it so that it has eyesight and it can do some things. It might also not just mow the lawn, but actually spread fertilizer and weed killer and stuff. Like it might have an, a joked about this on Twitter. I thought you were joking, but no, no you're no, I'm serious. Like, I like it. It might even have a little scoop on it where it could find the dog poop and then scoop it up for you and, and deposit it someplace. I'm, I mean, there's so many Apple when they met, when they started in their garage, right? Like, you know, you might be starting something here. No. Well, I just think I don't want to hype it up too much, but this is, I don't, cool. I don't want a robot lawnmower. I want a robot lawn service. Like I want something that I can totally make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there's a twist to it. Okay. Right? We have to do it with our eyes closed. No, I'm just kidding. No. So be a discord group for this, by the way, uh, maybe this is the reason to start the discord group. Probably. Cause yeah. we need a place where we can all just throw our ideas when we think of a midday while we're all at work. Yeah. Yeah. And pictures and build outs. Oh, yeah, totally. and, hey, you should do that. Cause a lot of the stuff I, I'm not going to know how to do. We're going to have to completely rip the wheels off this thing and give it a new wheelbase. Um, so one of the cool things I was thinking about, you know, so, you know, okay, I want it to mow. I want it to actually have a little sprayer on it too, where it can, it can identify weeds and it'll shoot a little, little, a little weed killer at it. I want that. I want it to be able, like I said, I want it to be a spreader as well and maybe a scoop. Okay. But I've been watching all these lawn mowing videos because I'm just obsessed with watching people mow their lawns. And I thought, what would happen if we could send up a drone that would record this thing mowing as it's mowing? So, 
not just like I watch these lawn mowing guys and they set cameras up on these tripods and they got to move them around all the time. And it's just stupid. It looks terrible. But the most satisfying, the most satisfying thing about mowing your lawn is the actual mowing of the lawn. Like you want to see that happen. So what if we could pair it with some drone technology where I send the robot mower off to start mowing and then the drone goes up and from above and maybe there's some ways to have it kind of move around and just keep filming this thing mowing as it's mowing, as it's cutting the lawn, right? I mean, how cool would that be? That'd be really cool. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be able to do it in 25 increments, right? Then it's got to come down. You got to figure out a way to replace the battery. Those drones. No, right on. The ones yeah. you're going to want to use. I mean, 25 is like 25, 25 minutes. minutes. Max. Yeah. 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 No. But that's still a good amount of recording that you could do. Well, you could. So think about this. You could send the drone up and then it, when it's when the battery is low, it comes back. It does, and that part's done, right? That that's already yeah. built into the software. When it's done, it just comes back and lands where it needs yeah. to be. And you're not mowing the lawn, so you change yeah. the battery and then send it back up. I'm drinking a beer, smoking a cigar on the back porch. I can at least change a battery, right? I want to watch this thing, and so we're gonna think about like how do we train this thing? I want this thing, like I want to be able. I'm gonna leave the the handles on it because I want to be able to walk it around the yard, and like I want to put it in training mode where it goes, okay, record, and I'm going to mow. And that uh, that's going to create an outline for me of where my yard is. I don't want to, I don't want to lay wires. Like I don't, I don't want that. I want to, I want to teach the mower to mow once. So Jim, I want it to mow. What you're doing is you're, you're putting a call out to what developers do we know? Totally. We yeah. need that. Cause this is, this is no, yeah. This is yeah. nothing we're going to find out no. there already created. No. So we no. need some smarts from our uh, community. Yeah. And it's probably some community members that honestly we haven't heard from ever, right? That have yeah. this expertise. This would yeah. be really cool. Jim, I yeah. think this is a great idea. We're going to have to recommend some cameras and some yeah. lights and some code. We're going to need some folks to help us get the Raspberry Pi up and running or yep. whatever we decide to do. I think a Pi will be perfect. Yeah. No, and and it's gonna be a monster. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm not looking for a Husqvarna, a wimpy little mower here. I'm talking about a utility thing that we learn a ton about a lawn service tool. Like, right. what could I do if, um, you know, I've I've got this buddy who puts sand on his lawn to fill in to kind of flatten it out over time. So he puts the sand down and flattens out. You know, what, how great it would be just to run something out there that just deploys sand out evenly and that'll fill in, right? It'll allow it to start to fill in in the holes or after aeration. It's great to put sand down. So is this one device, Jim, or is this multiple devices? I think it's, I'm going to try and do it in one. Okay. You sand, know, sand's hard. Sand's heavy. It is heavy. Yeah. And right. battery weed killer, up. that's different. That's a pretty easy strap a canister yeah. up top and put a sprayer on. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit like the Marsh Rover. I'm not lying. It's going to be, you know, it's going to have these weird things that because they didn't care about what it looked like no it's yeah. got a function yeah 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 um, i think this is fantastic no so it might take us a year or two or i don't care it's just a project i thought it would be something fun as a community we could kind of start working on and kind of frankenstein this thing into and from time to time we'll have you over we'll put some parts together we'll modify it we'll video it we'll talk about it we'll take yeah. community input 
Hey, how is this going to work? Live streams, right? As we're yeah. playing with it. and Yeah, it. no, right on. Make some videos, post them, put put a little thing people can subscribe to, maybe start a Patreon account or something just for this mower because it's going to be expensive type thing. Or I, you can just go through our current Patreon, jimattheaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. That'll be coming up uh, if you want to help us uh, and have fun uh, with that. I, I really am kind of thinking, too, some of these parts where we may have to manufacture them, We'll just take plans from people and 3D print them. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, why not? No, I, mean, I love it. I'm, I was just sitting like just yesterday. I was, I, I was joking with somebody you saw that on Twitter about the lawnmower. That's what I saw. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, wait a minute. I mean, how cool would it be in the future? I think this is the future, right? We have, we're going to have Uber, Lyft, or somebody come out with our cars. But imagine being a lawn service guy where you've got six of these things and you pull into a neighborhood. And you just let down the gate and these things roll off and they automatically go to the, to the places they're supposed to go and they just start mowing and you grab the trimmer and, and trimmer seems hard. Maybe you can automate that in some way, but you grab the trimmer and while you're trimming, you've got robots out mowing people's lawns that and I'm not talking Husqvarna, a little wimpy razor blades on the bottom that are, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about mowing a serious lawn. So. I'm pretty excited about it. I like. Right. I think this could be kind of cool. So if you're listening to this now and you want to start sending some suggestions in, we will read them and start talking about them a little bit. Again, it's not going to dominate this program. Uh, it might in the beginning, but we will um, um, We'll talk about it some. But like I said, it'll probably get its own YouTube channel and uh, something to start working on. Send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, and we'll start, um, you know, we will start considering whatever... Uh, whatever you send us. We'll say, we're not going to be able to do everything, but I'd love to hear uh, I'd love to hear your ideas. Mike, anything else tech-wise this week? Got any new, do anything new tech-wise? No? Nope. Uh, no, nothing really. I've just been nerding out still on Unraid, which we don't need to get back into, oh, but I'm still loving it. Uh, it'll be, it'll be it, you know, Jim, Unraid is going to be my HelloFresh, right? Like you are <laughs> the HelloFresh. You love to talk about it every week. I could talk about Unraid every single week with since I started. I love it. No, very good. Maybe maybe I'll go without HelloFresh. Although I had a sweet HelloFresh meal tonight. So I, I knew you were going to mention it. So it's the same thing, right? Like you could just talk about how great oh, it is every single so week. I could do the good. same thing with my new Unraid box. I have been beyond happy. You know, it's funny, Mike. I've been offering those coupons. Almost get you free that first week free, and then you can cancel and do whatever you want. Nobody's taken. Not shouldn't say nobody. Very few people have taken me up. And I, sometimes I wonder is because there's nothing in it for me. So I also have coupons that gets you 40 off and gets me 30 off. So if you want to support my HelloFresh habit and you get $40 and I get $30, I, hey, I'm okay with that. Just send me an email. I was just thinking like I'd give you something for free. But if you want to help out here, help out my HelloFresh addiction, send me an email, Jim at the average guy TV, and I'll send you a code that gets you $40 off and I get $30 off my bill. And uh, we'll, we'll say thanks for that as well. It's super great. Uh, God, it was so good tonight. Okay. Um, I think that's it, Mike. I, I, I think we're too. done. We'll talk a little crypto here in the post show. We'll just uh, remind everyone. If you haven't you've been listening to the, to the post show on crypto, i got a few things to say tonight. So if you're interested in that, uh, head over to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. And we post those out there. You can download them. Excuse me. You can listen to them or you can watch the video. It's all available out there at Patreon. If you want to. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber while you're out there, and we appreciate your sponsorship of that, many of you do, and we appreciate that that you do that. 
Uh, you could do it as well, but no pressure. Uh, you do what you want. We had I had somebody this week. Uh, I had Richard this week uh, donate through PayPal, and so that's an option as well. If that's the way you want to do it, it's always helpful. Uh, you can do it that way. If you want to do it through PayPal, just send me an email, you know, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv, and I'll tell you how to do that. We appreciate uh, everything you do here. Now you know I'm going to have an expensive habit that's also like, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to put some money into this thing, which, yep. which could be kind of fun and may even make an appearance mowing the lawn at the Uyghur household. Right? I'm just saying. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, how, that. how cool. Because the, the thing would be, can you train it? We'll train it on my yard. And then could you train it on your yard and switch between yards yeah. where it would, you know, where it would remember, it would be like, Hey, where am I? And I would say, cause I think we're going to use lady a as a, as the way to speak to it. I want to find a way to integrate Amazon voice commands into this thing. Okay. And so it'd be great as to say, Hey, lady, a mow Mike Weger's yard. And it would, it mow would mow my yard and go the yard and just take off. Yeah. Hmm. This could be great. <laughs> it's going to be effed up so many different times. <laughs> We're going to lose so many fingers, but it is going to be so worth it. It's going to be so great. So great. Be yeah. like Jimmy Fallon. It's going to be so great. So great. It's going to be so great. We, uh, so let's see a couple of reminders. I told you if you want to support the show, I told you if you have any ideas you want to send to me. Oh, don't forget the average guy.tv platform, both web and media hosting. Powered by Maple Grove Partners. Speaking of Christian, he just did a Cyber Frontiers that's sitting on my desktop right now, waiting to be published. So this weekend, I'm hoping we'll get a Cyber Frontiers and a Home Gadget Geeks out to you. So if you're listening to this now, you probably haven't downloaded Cyber Frontiers yet and do that. It's available over there as well. But secure, reliable, high speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Both that's media and web hosting, by the way. Little as $10 for most plans, maplegrovepartners.com. Don't forget the app sponsored by Patreon subscribers. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Um, you know, let me and let me ask this to to you listening right now. Do you ever search for the show notes by the website slash the show number? Mike, as an example, forever. Home Gadget Geeks, uh, this is 371. No, sorry, it's 370. You can find it the average guy.tv slash HGG370. I could make it so you could find it at homegadgetgeeks.com slash 370 which is a little bit shorter, a little bit easier. So I'm kind of wondering if you do often search for things based on that number, send me an email, let me know. Uh, and let me know if you think that'd be easier. I'd make that change. Actually, I'd do both for you if you want to find it that way. But if you want to do it that way, um, homegadgetgeeks.com, that came to me in an epiphany today. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I could do that where you don't have to type in so much. If you want right. to find it that way, right. go right to the show notes. So yeah. if you want to do it that way. Shirts are still available if you want to buy them, theaverageguy.tv slash shirt. If you want to join us in the newsletter, and I am setting that out weekly, it's now a habit. So I've been doing it for four or five weeks. You're getting the emails. We got the new events page. There's all kinds of great stuff. I don't send you very much information, but it does keep you up to date. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter, theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter. It's done. We are every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. We thank the folks at Zimoto, Andrew, and Jen for joining us tonight. That was a fun interview to do. We haven't done an interview in a while, and it was fun to have them on. We'll be back uh, next week. Aaron Lawrence is back. Crypto right now. For those staying for the post show, with that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.